said it once and i'll say it again no intro song slaps butt cheeks harder than the rumble lips intro song now 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 i know you're gonna say thunder slime but thunder slime is more for the rockers you know and everybody knows me i fucking don't really care for rock but i do love the thunder slime theme song a whole lot because it's my kind of rock which is rock about me and my friend. Um, but everyone knows Papa. I'll be Papa this time. Not normally, but this time I will be Papa. Papa likes a, a beat to slap the butt cheeks too. And I fucking. And I fucking. <laughs> Welcome back to Rumble Lips. I am. Cheese Butterhorn. <laughs> Cheese Butterman Jr. And this is Rumble rumble cakes man what a what a fucking week huh i need to learn how to get on my podcast and not see this is why i think rumble lips is so sparse sparsely put out and i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna get real with y'all asses because i think rumble lips is so sparsely put out not because uh not because i don't uh love to do the rumble the motivation I need to tweak where my motivation is coming from because I, I, I would do rumble lips when the world was more open. I would do it more frequently because, uh, I, I was going out in public and I had a lot of shit to talk about. And then, um, whatever the, 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 the random bouts of depression because the world is, isn't what it used to be. Wah. Uh, is one factor, but the other factor is like, I didn't feel, I, I felt like I used to get on rumble lips and run bits a lot and not knowing, uh, whether, whether or not you're going to do stand up comedy from week to week. Uh, you don't really feel this need to run bits. Cause man, I used to be a fucking, I used to kind of be a bit machine. Like they, they, they weren't all gold. <laughs> I mean, they weren't all prizes. They didn't all stay in the act. But uh, looking at you, Netflix jailbirds joke I used to do, yike. But, but um, you know, there, there, I would get on here and I would run bits, and then some of the some of you guys would would DM me and be like, "Hey, listen to the episode. That thing you said was funny, and it was a thing that I was trying to make a bit." And I would be like, "Yes, okay." So it resonated. And and so I wasn't I, I didn't feel like I was fucking doing that or I wasn't churning out enough shit. But now I need to I need to just learn how to get on this podcast and fucking chill out and just talk about the shit that I'm thinking about 
and and that'll be and that'll be what it is. And if a bit comes, a bit'll come. It doesn't all need to be fucking bits, baby. Nobody can sustain that. You know? <laughs> um I was in heel I w- I was in Indianapolis speaking of stand up comedy and a bit I ran on this podcast. I was in uh Indianapolis and uh at Helium Comedy Club, by the way, fucking fantastic, wonderful staff. You, you, you always feel like you're supposed to say that until you uh, actually go somewhere, and then you 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 meet the staff, and it's just like it, it's all all those dudes were cool as shit. the The way the room was set up was sick. Um, some of the audiences, uh, one show in particular, can. Um, what did they say in Ace Ventura? Can all die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. But but man, what a funny what a funny line that old they made that old lady say. In Ace Ventura, oh, Dan Marino can die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. <laughs> That's how I felt about the fucking Saturday late show. Because let me tell you something. As soon as I walk on stage, a guy's about to be thrown out. Like right before I walked on stage. I was featuring, so I'm in the middle. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm in the middle of the show. The host is my good friend David Brooks. He's a comic from Indianapolis. And uh, then me and then the headliner bringing us home was, uh, I'm yawning. The headliner bringing us home was Adam Ferrara, who I'd never met before. He's been on Rescue Me and Nurse Jackie. And uh, I think that's it. He seemed cool. Uh I mean, he was cool. He had the fucking wildest eating habits of anybody I've ever encountered. You know what? Who gives a shit? He, <laughs> this motherfucker, cool guy, walks in. First of all, first thing I noticed, because you know me, I looked at his shoes. The man seemingly had bird shit on his shoe that he never attempted to wipe off. He, he was wearing black Nike shocks, and he had, uh, he had bird shit on them. It looked like they were sitting outside of a car dealership under a tree. Okay, he had bird shit on his shoes. Me and me and the host David, me and me and David Brooks both looked at him and I said so I when when Adam left the green room, I was like that man has bird shit on his shoe and then David would not stop looking at his shoe for the rest of the weekend, but hey man, clean the shit off your shoe, you're in your 40s. So then so then once again, nice guy, even even like the act. Okay? But the man had bird shit on his shoes. And then, you know, I can look past that, whatever. Some people aren't as fanatical about their shoes as David Brooks are and I am. Uh, but, But then he ate chips and salsa Thursday night. Okay, this is my first time at this club. I want to be asked back. I'm not the headliner that they go and get and they book. Okay, I'm still vying for work at this club, this nice brand spanking new club in Indian in downtown Indianapolis within walking distance of like a, a good little pizza slice spot, uh, a Starbucks, you know, the, the little downtown area in Indianapolis there in the circle is so fucking sick. So I was like, yo, I'm going to, you know, I don't have to try to be on my best behavior, but I'm not, you know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do well on the shows and be personable. Even if I'm tired, I'm gonna be personable. Personable, and then you know, maybe I'll meet new friends. And I did. So 
Thursday night, first night, the headliner, Adam Ferrari, <laughs> I was saying his first last name, who cares? But he's eating chips and salsa in the green room on the little couch. Me and me and David are huddled in a corner like the opening acts should be. You know, we're huddled in our little corner, and we're drinking soda waters, and we're like, you know, t- we're talking about the s- s- some game David is degenerately gambling on, and I know nothing about. So me and he's just telling me, you know, all the people's legs who have been broken that he knows from bookies or whatever. And uh, Ferrar's eating chips on the couch, and he's just... The guy hit a hole in his neck because he's dropping chips all over the floor and stomping them into the carpet of the green room. And we got our green room server who's nice enough to come back and keep checking on us and asking us if we're okay. And, you know, I'm only, I'm like, can I have a soda water? And she's like, yeah, sure. And this guy's like, can I get some more chips and salsa? To what? Grind into the fucking carpets? So, so... After he's taken his bird shit shoes and mashed all the chips in the goddamn place into the carpets, he goes on stage, does great, show's over, we leave, poor server's going to clean up the green room, we're there the next night, we're there the next night, green room's clean, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, David had noticed the chips in the floor, so and there's salsa all over the fucking world, and so now, second night, headliner comes in, we got two shows, one at 7.30, one at 10. 7.30 show comes around. You know, we're all getting, you know, me and David are getting fucking hyped up. We just had a good day. Me, me and him went and hung out. We went, we went and uh, we went and ate and, like, you know, just kind of had a day where we were, like, writing and kind of going around to, going around little spots in Indy and smoking weed and just, he and I were just hanging out, you know. And so we get there and we get there for the 7.30 show. And I'm like... I'm kind of, you know, I went and took a, I went and took a piss in the green room, and I'm, I'm kind of hanging out with the staff. Um, a couple of people from the staff with David were out in the showroom, you know, before the show kicks off. Everybody's got their masks on. We're all talking about, you know, you know, uh, all some of the other acts that have come through, and we're all having a good conversation. I noticed the headliner's not there yet. Whatever, maybe he's not going to come until the show's about to start, which is the case. He gets there. Um, we're all hanging out. Green room server comes back. Can I get a soda water? Absolutely. Same thing with David. Absolutely. We're all sitting back there. This man pulls out. Now, okay. If the chips and salsa weren't enough for the floor of this green room, which is something that they serve there, fine. This man br- pulls out a Kroger bag in which he has three six packs of hard-boiled eggs. Oh, if you don't think the smell of the green room could get any wilder. Pops open one of those bad boys, so now the whole room smells like a dog farted in there. And then, cheddar cheese! Slabs of cheddar cheese. So now he's taking a knife, and he's cutting the hard-boiled eggs in half, and then putting cheese over the hard boil, half hard boiled eggs, and then squeezing ketchup on the cheese. Guys, you nobody—I mean, nobody in the history of food has ever fucked an egg this way. I mean, all the things you could do to bastardize an egg, but this man put cheese. I was like, "How are you Italian?" 
I don't even under like, I, dude. I don't even understand that. So, and oh, if you didn't think, uh, if if you thought it was easy for the servers to get the chips out of the carpet with the vacuum cleaner, have fun getting these stomped by a bird shit chew. Hard-boiled egg yolk out of that carpet now. Dude, finally, I just had to look at the booker, and I was like, hey, me and David didn't eat eat anything back there. And just so you know, he's like, it's all good. I was just like, you just have to know that I, I was not in on this. All right? The green room smells like a thousand farts, and it's not because I had anything to do with it. I want to come back to this club, and I want you to know that I wasn't the fucking psycho that ate, like, like a fucking cave snack and i mean that's like that what are you fucking russian what why are you eating tent food in a green room i dude i just i was like what the fuck is happening this guy's been on tv shows has no one ever looked at him and been like come on man you can't i mean i know i'm the opening act but i wanted to be like i eat it outside i know it's 38 degrees but go eat outside you don't think about the room? And here's a Clorox wipe. Wipe your fucking shoe off. You never look at your feet? I don't I just don't understand. So, so the Friday shows were good. Actually, the Friday late show was kind of bad. And they always say never blame the crowd, but my God. It was like right after fucking Biden officially had won. I think a lot of these Indiana Reds were like on a hair trigger if anybody was to talk about politics. It was a little dicey. Uh, They did not like me. I had fun despite them. I mean, I had fun because I could hear that the wait staff was all like laughing. You know, they, they were all having a good time. Uh. Saturday early show was great. Saturday late show was the show where, oh, and let's get into Saturday's fucking dinner. The headliner dinner for Saturday. If you thought eggs and cheese and ketchup was a wild tent food for a nationally touring headliner, how about this? Saturday dinner. My man. Brings another Kroger bag. Uh-oh, what do we got here? In the Kroger bag, three whole avocados. So now we got chips in the carpet, hard-boiled egg yolks in the carpet, and you guessed it, full raw avocado chunks in the carpet. I mean, this man has made a mockery of the green room floor. Avocado cut in half. Cheese, you betcha, and then salsa in the dip uh, where the avocado pit goes, a salsa pool to which he's taking a plastic spoon, jabbing it in an unripe avocado so hard it's bending every which fucking direction, and he's just piling in bites of salsa and avocado. The green room smells crazy. I mean, this guy, what are we doing, you know? 
it's just like, what are your shits like, my man? Are they just, are, are, are they even making it to shit? Are you eating that immediately going back to the hotel? Like, sorry, guys, can't hang out today. I got to go throw up until the next show. I mean, what are you, what are you eating? Saturday Late Show, before I go out on stage. Hey, by the way, Ran, this table to stage right is a nightmare. We're probably going to have to kick him out. Have fun out there. No doubt, baby. Door. See, helium's cool. Because, helium's cool not only because, like, it's you got walk-up music, you get to choose, and they'll cut it off at the right times. Uh, I blew the light one night because I just forgot it was there. Um, I thought it came on, but but I thought it was actually I thought it actually died. Like the speed in which it came on, I thought it was like malfunctioning. I don't know. I blew the light by like three or four minutes, and I felt so guilty about it on Friday night. So I like religiously stuck to my time, which I should have been doing anyway. But anyway, uh, they give they give me a walk up song. I walked up to uh, "Immortal" by Twenty One Savage. Which is insane for uh, for a walk up song. I mean, he talks about shooting people in the lungs, and so I wa- I walked up to that song, and you don't walk up from the crowd. The cool thing is like there's a door on the stage, and the host opens the door for you, and you come walking out of the door right onto the stage. It was actually pretty sweet. Um, so I walk out on the stage, and immediately. Um, I said, uh, I said something, nothing crazy. I said for, oh, I just had him cut the music and I was like, damn, that was an abrupt stop. Cause they're like on it there, you know? And, um, then that table that they were about to throw out, I just hear from the side of the stage. I hear a guy go, they told me to stop talking. Because there's a microphone above my head and it picks up everything. And I said, okay. He goes, just so you know. And I was like, all right, well, listen to him. And I was like, you know, you then listen to him or you're going to get thrown out. And he said something else. I was like, guy, I don't know why you're having this conversation with me. I didn't walk out here to do a fucking employee meeting. He goes, well, you asked me a question. And I was like, I do have a question for you. Or he goes, well, stop asking me questions. I said, I don't, I didn't ask you a question. Can I ask you a question now? And he goes, yeah. And I go, can I go? Can I start? He flipped me off. He like was sitting in the back, flipping me off. Some big hillbilly guy with a beard flipped me off. I was like, "You fucking psychopath!" And then I said something about him having a guilty conscience, and I started my set. So now the energy's all fucking weird. And I and it's a pretty small crowd, but I I tried to riff about David is doing a joke where he talks about. How he has raccoons, like a raccoon problem at his house. Uh, it's a funny joke, but like, it's not a joke because the first night I got to his house, I stayed with him all weekend. He said, uh, "Hey, if you hear scratching in the night, 
that's the raccoons. And uh, I was like, uh, okay. And then when I woke up the next day, he goes, did you hear scratching last night? And I was like, guy, what the fuck? You know? So that's basically how I was opening my, my set uh, when he would do the raccoon joke. I would be like, that guy actually has raccoon problems. You know, da 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 I've been staying at his house. He said, I said the thing about scratching, whatever, kind of laugh. But it was it, that kind of laugh. And then I started like, I started doing some crowd work, but I noticed the guy's table was getting talked to by like all of the bouncers. And they were like kind of talking loudly. So I had to kind of abandon crowd work because everybody was looking over at that table. They were like at that loud, angry whisper. Where, like, you know, when you're in a restaurant, somebody's like, will you shut the fuck up? You're, you, everybody's like, so anyway, my dad, but your eyes are, like, looking over to the shut the fuck up whisper table. So they were doing that, and so I'm like, well, I can't really riff or do crowd work because nobody's going to be into it because everybody's waiting for something to erupt. So you're just kind of like, so I'm like, well, I'll throw away a joke. So I start talking about fucking COVID. And how there's a weird, there was a weird, I saw a driver, a guy driving with a COVID mask on and an eye patch. And, uh, it got, it got a laugh, but I mean, everybody, this shit's going on for like five minutes into like fucking eight, eight minutes. And then the, the staff gets away from the guy and then the guy's girlfriend gets up or somebody in his crew gets up, some lady friend. And then I could see him walking through the back. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And everybody else in the room is kind of on high alert to these people. So I'm trying to like, you know, but nobody's really on board with anything I'm fucking doing. It was was like, you know, I was like, man, fucking last show of the weekend. It's got to be like this. But whatever. It won't be the last show I ever do there. But it was still like, man, fuck. Come on, man. I wanted I wanted them to see me fucking really really rip it up so they'd be like oh yeah have that guy back like tomorrow um but either way it was fine they ended up getting thrown out and talk about being the most annoying people in the world not only did the entire table get thrown out in the middle of my closer and i have the fucking video of it um in the middle of my closer you can hear the the staff rushing to close the showroom door because the guy that flipped me off is getting into a screaming match with the bouncers from the club. And on stage, everybody hears it, and you can see people's heads turn. I go, wonder what that's about. And it got a big laugh, because I think people were just, like, relieved that their energy was out of the room. But it's like, man, I had to really fucking bite a bullet for 28 minutes, 25 minutes. And then that guy just stood outside and apologized and talked to the staff of the comedy club for, for I'm not shitting you, show is over. After my 25 minutes, the headliner goes up for 45, but he did more like 55. And then after the show, people were walking out buying his merch. I'm not touching anybody because of COVID. I'm sitting up away from everybody with my mask on and people were kind of giving me like a thumbs up or waving to me on their way out the door because they can't get past this little like ribbon line or whatever and um that bearded guy's still fucking out there no mask talking loudly to the fucking bouncers and it's just like man this guy's been out here for an hour and 40 minutes just like 
saying, you know, I've been to this room before, this club before, and, I mean, they let me act like a piece of shit. What's going on with y'all? And then, like, laughing and doing that fake hillbilly charm shit. I was like, dude, fuck this piece of shit. Fuck him. If I smoked cigarettes, I would have went out there and fucking flicked one at him. It was so annoying. And then me and David went to this place on Sunday morning called Flapjacks. Which, by the look of it, it was in a Mexican strip mall. Um, and I know you're like, wow, ran. But uh, chill out. It, everything was everything was Mexican, even the furniture store. It was all these Mexican stores. And then there was one place called Flapjacks. And I was like, well, that's weird. So he's like, dude, they got the best pancakes in town. We walked in, and it looked like a nursing home cafeteria. Uh, all Mexican owned and operated. And they sit us down. This lady sprays our table off with what I thought was just like uh, one of those spritzers directly plugged into a Clorox bottle. And uh, we sat there, and we I just got the regular breakfast, the two-by-two-by-two, two by two, which is two eggs two pieces of bacon, and two pancakes. And uh, the, can I say some Flapjacks, pancakes, despite the despite the room looking like a fucking oversmoked bingo hall, that, that their pancakes fucking ruled so hard it was insane. I mean, it's no hard-boiled eggs and cheese and ketchup, but man, oh man, were these pancakes it. I'll tell you what. Speaking of jokes, I've tried to run on this podcast. You know what joke worked? Did I do it on the Patreon or I did? Whatever. That that shit where I was saying that I saw that lady give away her phone number. Did I do it on the Thunderslime solo episode? That joke where I said I, I the thing I saw in real life, I saw I saw a lady tell her son to run across a busy street and wait by the car so that she could give uh, the, the this guy her phone number. I I took it a little far, one of the shows, but it was a show where the guy was getting kicked out, and I it got a laugh when I when I said uh, I got a laugh when I said I saw a lady tell her kid to run across a busy street so she could give somebody her phone number, and I thought that was fucked up, um, because you know nothing makes me hornier. Than buying a child's casket. <laughs> All right, it made me laugh. Uh, that that part got a laugh, but this part kind of went over the line. And this is the part I like the best. I said, you know, it must be hard for that guy to be. It must be hard for that guy to stay in the moment when he's looking down at your son's portrait with a fresh pair of angel wings inked next to his head and it's just you know it's just funny but maybe that's the maybe that's the comic in me the comic that's the joke for the comics the uh child's casket is the joke for the discerning young audience but either way i love you guys getting the patreon hey shout out to the new fucking yo i gotta do this Rumble, it's got a new Patreon. I was like, oh, man, I better start fucking taking this more seriously. Um, 
Meet Patrick Sablehouse. Hey, Patrick Sablehouse, thanks for joining the Patreon, brother. Um, thanks, man. Uh, I'll put up a new Patreon episode. That rules. So shout out to Patrick Sablehouse and shout out to everybody else who's in the Rumble Lips Patreon. Listen to Thunderslime. We haven't put out a new one. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think Rudick has been busy and scared of politics and I've been busy and I was gone and I was in Indy and then I got back and then, you know, I don't know. So whatever. We'll, we'll have more Thunderslimes. But uh, for now, chomp on this Rumble Lips and then uh, get in the Patreon. There'll be a new Rumble Lips Patreon um, this week. All right. I love you guys.